salutations, sports and wrestling fans all across the wide and wonderful internet. It's time for another glorious edition here of Modern Day Gladiators here on the Outlander Media Network. Your humble host, still the ace of Tennessee sports podcasting, still podcasting in the midst of the pandemic. Hey, doing it in the closet again here at my home. Michael Shibley with you here. Going to keep it a little more subdued here this week as we keep things kind of going. I'm going to be a little quieter. I'm recording this while just across the hallway my wife is doing online classes. Mrs. Shibble still working hard and doing those online things. So again, bear with us. Of course, these changes are necessary and need to be made. Uh, and again, just another quick episode. So hopefully everybody is out there just enjoying themselves and doing their best they can with the quarantine. I mean, of course, we've seen crazy videos from a bunch of people. We'll get into that here in a moment. But of course, the main topic this week, of course, with everything else being postponed, you look finally, the Tokyo 2020 Olympics have now been officially postponed until 2021. This has been the first time that they have been postponed for something that wasn't a world war. Uh, the 1916, the 1940, and the 1944 games were all postponed for World War One and World War Two. If you don't know that at this point, I can't help you with your history. But it's just, again, with the COVID-19 and the coronavirus outbreak, the opening ceremony had been planned for July the 24th, but... It felt like, again, the last major sporting event, at least worldwide, had been happening. It was hoping that maybe by July it had cleared up, but that just didn't seem to be the case. Uh, Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe and IOC Committee President Thomas Bach agreed to postpone the 2020 Olympics by about a year. Again, we'll get more details, of course, as this comes available really kind of the catalyst that moved this into motion and really got it happening was the fact that both Australia, who I believe have never missed an Olympic Games since they've been involved in it. They've been in all of them. Uh, and I think Greece have been the two countries that have never missed an Olympics as of this point. So you have at least a Summer Olympics. So you look at everything and they said, we're not going to send our athletes. Australia and Canada were like, no, we're not sending them, we don't believe that it's going to be safe for them to do so. So you have this happening, and finally it looked like both, I think the U.S. Swimming Association, also the U.S. Track and Field said, we don't feel like we can send our athletes there and be safe. Also a big thing with all of this is, with everybody and so many people having to you know, stay in their homes and help flatten this curve, which again can take longer. I mean, this could go into through April and through May, the way a lot of people and health experts, and again, those are the people you should be listening to, health experts, not politicians, when it comes to this, that people can't train. They can't train the right way to do this. You need coaches, you need other staff members to be there and help with all of this. So when you look at all of that and those people aren't able to be around because they're self-quarantined or they just aren't able to be around because they've got their family and friends that they have to help take care of, it was just not going to work well for everybody. So, and again, it was weird where first the IOC said it was going to give itself four weeks to make a decision about the Olympics. 
and then it comes 48 hours afterwards because, again, of course, the IOC, if anybody – if you want to know anything really about international organizations when it comes to sports, mostly the IOC and FIFA or who I'm referring to here, they've got to have the right palms grease. they got to have a lot of different things. They are some of the most corrupt. We've talked a little bit about FIFA on this program. But, I mean, we don't have enough time to go into the deep dive of some of the corruption that they have when you talk about what's been going on with the Olympic Games and with the World Cup. I mean, just look at the World Cup in Moscow and Qatar coming up in 2020 after having the World Cup in Moscow in 2018, or at least in Russia, I'm sorry. So... You look at all this, I, again, think it's the right thing to do. I think it gives these athletes, and a lot of them, especially American athletes, have expressed relief that it is going to happen. It's been interesting. We haven't had, at least in the U.S., an uh, Olympics happen like this where we haven't had our athletes competing since the 1980 Summer Olympics. Of course, we had the 1980 Olympics in Lake Placid where you, of course, had the Miracle on Ice, but because the... Summer Olympics were taking place in 1980, and they were happening in Moscow. Jimmy Carter made the proclamation that we're not going to send the American athletes there. And a lot of them, of course, very upset. They've been training, as we talk about all the time. So many people only care about track and field and swimming and shooting, equestrian events and and fencing and all these other events that you have. But we only care about them every four years because they're Olympic sports. And you, they just don't make the headway here in America except during those times. So when you look at all of that, it, it showed that they you had athletes competing in 76 and were looking to compete again in 1980 and then had to wait till 1984. Of course, some of those athletes got some redemption because the Soviets and all the communist countries at the time under the Iron Curtain didn't send athletes in 1984 to the Summer Olympics in Los Angeles. So there was a trade-off there. But again, it's just kind of those different things. This is, again, a different world than we're seeing when it comes especially to sports being postponed and stopped. You look at, again, the, the Olympics, they even just stopped, as people talked about, I think the 76 games in Munich when you had the Jewish athletes who were murdered by the terrorist group, uh, Black November, I believe was, I, I've got a, but again, it was that, that, um, that terrorist group, the Munich, everything that happened there, I think the Olympics paused for one day and then kept going. I mean, their ideal has always been to keep the games going, to provide a distraction for people and, it's always been their policy. But again, you see, the only other times that they've been postponed were because of world wars. So you look at all of this. So this is, I mean, it's different because you look at the most modern thing so many people compare a lot of this to was the tragedies that happened in September 11th, the terrorist attacks at the World Trade Center in Pennsylvania and Washington, D.C. and Virginia. And you see what happened there. But again, Yes, a lot of infrastructure was damaged, but everybody took about a week to mourn But because so much stuff really wasn't damaged when you look at, again, the structure and everything because people were still healthy and not having to worry about a virus spreading. So, again, this is a completely different thing when you look at it. I mean, I was a freshman in college when 9-11 happened, and I remember you know, how different it was just not having really anything going on 
and that was just for a week. Meanwhile, now you have just it's been shut down now for weeks. But of course, one of the reasons I haven't completely lost my marbles is because I've been watching marble racing. ESPN ate the Ocho, of course, has come back. It's been really interesting to watch ESPN. Of course, they've been airing a lot of their 30 for 30s. They've been airing a lot of different things on there. They've been airing WrestleManias now for crying out loud because they've they got to keep some program going. Yes, there's been a lot of NFL free agency And my goodness, we're going to decipher all of that once the free agency wheel stops, once they have the NFL draft, which I'll talk about here in a second. So there's a lot to unpack with that. But you look at, I mean, they've got dodgeball. They've had all types of great things on ESPN that they've been running with their Ocho program, which, again, is something they've run in the summer. It's kind of between, of course, like the Little League World Series is maybe that's because that's been the other big event that kind of goes on in the summer with preseason and, uh, you know, with preseason football. That's pretty much all that's going on. So they run, you know, that one day ESPN2 becomes ESPN8, the Ocho, which for those of you who don't know is a reference to the Dodgeball movie. So you've got marble racing, you've got arm wrestling, you've got dodgeball, you've got all these type of sports that have been filmed, so they're not taking place live, they've been aired. So you've got a lot of people just watching different things, you've got sports broadcasters in all different areas, they've been you know, doing commentary, of course, of games like inside their own house. They've been posting those on social media. You've got, you know, someone standing outside like soccer and race callers, and they've been ta- doing uh, crosswalk races or women <laughs> walking with their baby carriages through the park, different things like that. It's been fun to watch it. But again, we haven't all lost our marbles just yet. Marble Racing has been there. Again, check that out on uh, any of your social media. Just look up Marble Racing and you'll find a lot of great things about that. So that's been wonderful. Some of the other things, of course, that have been wonderful, of course, have been our great sponsors here. Terrible segue, I know, but bear with me. Here with uh, Modern Day Gladiators and the Outlander Media Network, you've got to thank Joe Shirt. JoeShirt.com. They're amazing. As always, they've been doing this for over 30 years. You've got any idea to expand your brand and put it on a t-shirt, no matter what that brand is, talk to them there with Joe Shirt. The professionals can get it done. They're amazing. Again, JoeShirt.com. Hit them up. Talk to them. Joe Shirt Deluxe. You want to put things on a, you know, you got an idea for a phone case or, again, a banner, a mug, whatever you have. They can help you with that at Joe Shirt Deluxe, but again, JoeShirt.com. We love them here at the Outlander Media Network. And of course, you've got to thank as well, we have to thank Otherworldly Coffee. They've been amazing. Otherworldlycoffee.com. It's liquid cocaine. It'll get you going. They've got great stuff. They believe in the supernatural and all this other type of stuff. So again, check them out. If you use the code OUTLANDER, all caps, they're going to give you 20% off your order. So give them some business. I've given them some of my business as well. They're amazing. They've got great coffee. We love it here at Outlander Media. As always as well, of course, check out all the other great shows. Go to outlandermedia.net. You can check out all the other fantastic shows. We're still producing content the best we can. Check them all out. Of course, Haffel, Geeks and Hair to the Earth, DLC Respawn, Deadbeat Radio, Scared Stupid, all of them. We're still posting great things, of course, here with Modern Day Gladiators, and you can listen to them right there at outlandermedia.net or wherever you get your fine podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, wherever. So check them out wherever you listen, and as always, please give us those five-star reviews, those five-star reviews that helps 
get our stuff out into the algorithm, and we will love you forever for every five-star review that we get. So moving on to some other quick news bits that we've got. Of course, it looks like uh, over in Europe, they had postponed, of course, all of the soccer leagues, but it looks like, again, the UEFA Champions League and the Euro League have both been postponed indefinitely. Of course, they're talking about a shorter season. And a real quick footnote going back to the Olympic story. Honestly, when you look at things, I think postponing the Olympics, and yes, it looks like it's going to add maybe a $5 billion price tag to what it's costing Japan to do this and postpone it. But really, when you look, if things start coming back, if they were even going to hold it in the summer, maybe even a later part of summer in 2020, you look at the NBA and the NHL and baseball all starting maybe around that time, it could just draw attention away. Yeah, because usually when the Olympics are running, you've only got preseason football. So, and again, I'd rather watch the Olympics and live competition than practice games. I'm not the average American, apparently, when it comes to a lot of that. But I think, again, this is also a good move from a rating standpoint because of that with the Olympics. But you look at the NFL, and again, this is where you're going to see quite possibly the biggest fallout if, depending on how long this coronavirus, COVID-19, goes, if it starts affecting the NFL and maybe not just preseason games but regular season games, depending on how late this goes, that may be definitely a time where Again, at that point, we'll know how serious this is. If we don't at that point, then I can't help you at all. But the NFL is still wanting to have its draft April 23rd through 25th. They're still wanting to go through with it, despite it looks like a recommendation from the league's general manager subcommittee that it should be moved back due to the pandemic. What you're seeing is general managers, of course, are concerned that they can't evaluate the players properly because, again, you're not wanting to have, in a lot of these places, big groups or even small groups at this point. I mean, they're wanting pretty much everybody to isolate in their homes, and if you got to go out, maintain that six feet. And you can't do that. I mean, all the pro days from the major colleges have all been canceled. So you can't have those physicals. You can't have a lot of stuff because you can't use doctors to give physicals right now when they're busy having to treat coronavirus patients. So that's something. And also, you look at all of this, you've got people that have to gather in these war rooms. You know, you look at the draft. Yeah, it's been this big festival for a long time, but they didn't have players there for a long time with the draft, but they always had all the representatives and general managers gather either where they're having the draft this year would have been in Las Vegas but you also have people gathering in these war rooms to make the decisions and make these picks so you you don't really want to have that so honestly I think they could postpone it we'll see again as we get closer into April we're still again a month away as we're recording this from the last day of the draft so it's a little less than a month away for the first round, we'll see again. Decisions can be made. Maybe things will have lightened up a little bit since then. We'll just kind of see. Again, really, if you want things to lighten up and help flatten the curve, you got to get mass testing for everybody. You want people to come out and do this. Just stand on my soapbox real quick. Get the mass testing. Get everybody tested in this country, and then you can worry about what you need to do with stuff like that. But since testing has been so slow to be rolled out, that's been causing a lot of these damages as well. So... We'll just kind of see where all that lies out. 
good news actually coming from, we talked about some corrupt organizations, the IOC and the and FIFA, but also meanwhile the NCAA has finally done something good when you look at fundraising and different things like that when it comes to athletes and taking care of them. Clemson quarterback, of course one of the best quarterbacks out there in college, Trevor Lawrence, is allowed by the NCAA to go forward with a fundraising effort to help victims of the coronavirus pandemic. Lawrence and his girlfriend, uh, Marissa Mowry, she's a soccer player at Anderson University. They had launched a GoFundMe page on Monday. But of course, when you realize that a, a player, there's so many NCAA compliance issues when it comes to raising money and doing different stuff with the NCAA policy. But the NCAA issued a statement said that it would make an exception during the coronavirus for student athletes who want to raise money to help. So that's a good thing, but it gets frustrating that it had to do that. Yes, Lawrence praised the NCAA for helping with this. So again, it's it's a good thing that they're able to do it. It just sucks that you have to fight the NCAA to do things, even though you know it's on the up and up. So there you have it. We're going to end, of course, with the usual pro wrestling that we have when we talk about this again. It's really interesting. WrestleMania is now going to be over the course of two days, as I've said before and I've said on our social media. And again, follow Modern Day Gladiators on all your social media. You can look up Day Gladiators on Twitter, my personal Twitter, Michael underscore Shibley. If you want some non-sports things, we've got that there. And of course, on Facebook and Instagram, we've got Modern Day Gladiators. Just look it up. Join the group. Join the revolution. We're bringing you the best sports coverage that we can and opinions. And we don't believe in hypotheticals, as we always say here on Modern Day Gladiators. We're going to tell you the results of things that are actually happening. That's why we weren't speculating so much of where Tom Brady's going to be. Let's wait and see what actually happens. And then we talked about it. So there you have it. But again, like us on all the social media, five-star reviews as we've talked. But again, WrestleMania is going to be Over two days, Wrestle Kingdom, it is definitely not going to be when it comes to excellence, when it comes to a lot of these matches. Like, we're going to have to wait with bated breath to see who's going to win between King Corbin and Elias. So, we'll see. But they have been pre-taping a lot. It looks like, again, they changed things up a little bit when it comes to the setup, at least when we looked at Raw. They got rid of all the empty seats, which is kind of what... They did with AEW Dark, where, yes, they showed the empty seats, but at least the presentation that they had with the hard camera, they had the entrance ramp and then the Tron, you know, the video board and all of those things were there, but you didn't see the empty seats in every shot. And, of course, I thought AEW did a good job with having the wrestlers, the faces and the heels there heckling and and betting and doing different things. So I really liked what they were doing there. I do think... All of them need to pre-tape. I don't know why, honestly, pre-tape a bunch of stuff or show some special things. The WWE has been showing, you know, the Royal Rumble or they've been showing matches from the past as part of Raw to show that, again, they don't have a lot of live footage to show. I don't know why you just don't wait and see. I don't know why you have to be live. As the Raw ratings showed, they were down again. I think the WWE thought that ratings were going to maybe even go up a little bit because that was all that was live it's shown to be not the case we'll have to see how wrestlemania goes it's going to be really weird to watch it but again i'm going to watch it it's wrestlemania i've got nothing else to watch so might as well kick back and relax and enjoy it one of the other big wrestling things and i wanted to end the show talking about this 
was the dark side of the ring. It was on the Vice Network, uh, Vice TV, Viceland. If you have that with cable or on your streaming service, man, you need to watch it. If you're any type of curiosity about professional wrestling, you don't even have to be a wrestling fan to watch. But they started their second season. Their first season was great. I mean, they talked about the Macho Man, Randy Savage, and Myth of Elizabeth. They talked about the Von Erich family. They talked about so many different things. Even with that, they talked about the Bruiser Brody murder that happened in Puerto Rico. I mean, those were great things that they talked about in the first season. The second season, they're not holding anything back. Their first episode in the second season was about Chris Benoit. My goodness, I got to get all the guys from Halfle. Heck, all the other people from Outlander together and talk about some of these things. We got to have a good wrestling roundtable and talk about this stuff just as a whole with Dark Side of the Ring. It's so excellently produced. They've done a great job. Again, for those of you who don't remember, in 2007, Chris Benoit murdered his wife, uh, who had been a valet for a long time in wrestling, Nancy, and then uh, their young son, uh, seven years old, murdered them, and then killed himself over a weekend in 2007, and of course the fallout that happened. They did a great job over the two hours, of course, of talking about the life of Chris Benoit, and also Eddie Guerrero. They mentioned a lot about him and his path to redemption. Of course, they talked with Chris Jericho and Dean Malenko and Chavo Guerrero and Vicky Guerrero, all of the, you know, all the, so many of the people that were around Chris and, and the people that are still here, you know, and they showed again what Eddie Guerrero's death did to Chris Benoit and probably part of the reason he came down and things ended as tragically as they did. Also, Mike Durham, part of a, a former wrestler himself, uh, you know, those things and one of his good friends who lived in the area and kept him sane as well and I think those guys passing away really moved Chris Benoit down this path of course the initial fallout especially from the media and of course you had Jim Ross talking about things as well and how just everything that happened you you see everything and again the media was immediately out there of course to take shots at wrestling and of course to take shots and thinking it was roid rage and things of that matter when you look though at how everything looked and they had Chris Nowitzki who was a former wrestler a Harvard football player he's also a doctor now um, he had gotten a lot of concussions when he wrestled and then he quit and retired from wrestling and started this organization you see him talk a lot with football players and it comes to CTE well one of the big things they did too is they talked to Chris Benoit's father and got permission from him to donate his brain to science and then they saw how at 40 years old they looked and saw his brain had been damaged so much and this is again from the flying headbutt that he does normally when you do a flying headbutt off the top rope break the fall with your knees before you hit somebody with your head but Chris Benoit in the the path of of course his hero the dynamite kid took it full bore, took it full brunt because he wanted to add to the realism of it. Well, doing that night after night, and then, of course, you run into um, Harley Race even invented the headbutt, and he said, stop doing it. And then Dynamite Kid even kind of told Benoit, because Dynamite Kid at the time was in a wheelchair, Dynamite Kid told Benoit to stop doing it. But then you also look 
at all the unprotected shots to the head. And I've talked a little bit about this on the show, and they just showed a whole clip of all of that. All those hits to Benoit's head over, I mean, 20 years of professional wrestling, and it, it affected him. They said, really, when they took and they examined his brain, at a 40-year-old, which is what Chris Benoit was, was at the time of the murders and his death, that his brain represented an 85-year-old with Alzheimer's. And you could see, especially after, again, Eddie Guerrero dying and Mike Durham, his friend, who was part of the public enemy tag team with Rock O' Rock, both of them dying and things happening there with, again, the deterioration of his brain and those things, that was so much of what happened. And again, you look at what's happened to some NFL players who have died by suicide and fiery auto crashes and things like that. And again, it was it, it's a mixture of everything. I think they summed it up well at the end where Chris Benoit was going to, because again, especially when Benoit started with wrestling, the WWE so much was the land of the giants. Vince McMahon still prefers big men to littler guys, but even back in the 80s and 90s when Benoit was coming up, you had to have this certain height and stature where these guys had to use steroids. They all use steroids. So many of them, especially back then, did. And all of that affected the body in a way, but Benoit was going to do anything he could to get to the top. And Benoit was one of my favorite wrestlers because of the way he worked. Again, his size had a lot to do with it. I'm no big guy at all when it comes to anything. So, again, I thought it summed up nicely. I don't agree with Chris Jericho that Nancy belongs in the Hall of Fame. I don't think they'll put her in the WWE Hall of Fame because it'll bring up such a big can of worms that I wouldn't want to go down that path. And again, I'm going to get all the guys from Outlander who are big wrestling guys. Again, thank you again for the success of the Rush Wrestling Show. We can't wait. I will let you guys know when it comes available to the public to see either on streaming or our local CBS affiliate here in Knoxville. But all these guys, we're going to talk some wrestling, but we got to talk about the dark side of the ring and everything that transpired there. But it was well done. I mean, they're going to talk this episode, this series about New Jack is the next one. They're going to talk about Owen Hart's tragedy, his tragedy falling. I'm going to talk about a lot of this stuff on this show here as we recap it as well. It's a great series. You should watch it. The first part of the Chris Benoit story is available free on YouTube, on the Vice page on YouTube. So check it out there. I'll put a link in, of course, all of our social media as well where you can check that out. But that's going to wrap it up for this week. Again, you guys, please like, subscribe, share wherever you get this podcast. I would love you forever for that. But until then, this is Michael Shibley signing off. Wash your hands. Too sweet. Love you. See you next time.